Welcome to the Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with Jonathan Cutton, Private Wealth Advisor, 2019 Barron's Hall of Fame Advisor, awarded to advisors who have, for 10 years, been on one or more of Barron's top 100 financial advisor lists, 2022 Forbes Best and State Wealth Advisor, and CEO of Cutton Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. This podcast offers a broad range of financial planning concepts to help you and your loved ones live brilliantly now and into the future. Jonathan will provide you with concepts that bring you confidence, simplicity, and success on your journey to financial and retirement security. Join us as we explore ways to help you feel more assured, connected, and in control of your financial life. Now, on to the show. Hey, everybody, Matt Haller and your host here with John Cutton, the Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast. One of the most uncertain things that happens in the world uh, that we never really had to deal with, I don't know, even 100 years ago was outliving your money and how living longer truly affects not just your portfolio, but your plan. And as we did in the previous episode, we talked about how that can actually affect your family. But today we're going to be talking a lot more about the financial planning process of this and what you can do to try to plan better so that you're not going to run out of money in retirement. John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. Good to be back. All right, man. Well, we had a pretty heavy-duty conversation on that last episode, really talking about how to talk about your finances with your parents. And this is the next step, right? So you've had the conversation with your parents. You, you understand that people are living longer. Where do we begin? And what is this word longevity risk? What It's not something that we even heard 30 years ago, but it's coming up more and more in the news today. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, Matt, you know, longevity risk is all around modern medicine is amazing and there's advancements every day. I, I've got uh, a coach that I follow closely on, um, you know, on podcasts and things along those lines. And he talks about something called the lifetime extender and talks about the fact that many people will live till 130, 140, 150. You heard it, Matt, 150 years old as you think about all of the ways that we can now test and kind of see what's going on with your health before it ultimately happens with modern medicine. Um, so even living till your mid 80s or early 90s or close to 100, the issue is, is have we prepared enough with traditional retirement of working until you're 65 years old, having Social Security, right, be the staple of your retirement, and then that old fashioned take 4% of your portfolio for life uh, kind of scenario, um, some of that there's risk of it being obsolete as we live longer and the world changes. Well, the interesting thing about longevity risk and, and you experience this, and I know your team does on a regular basis is, you know, people really work towards a number, whether that's uh, how much they have in their portfolio or an age, but a lot of people are going back to work can you can you share some stories about people who are j not just working longer but they've retired and i'm air quoting there and then they end up realizing that what they thought was retirement wasn't as fulfilling and then they they do other things would you mind sharing a couple of stories about that sure you know and matt before i i kind of go into that we we read about we talk about we hear about inflation some of us have been in the industry or been around long enough you know, reported inflation of over 8%. So when you are on a fixed income 
And a fixed income includes having a portfolio, right? Because when you have a portfolio and you're in the distribution phase, there's also still only a certain fixed amount that you can take from that in order to not ultimately deplete the principal. Couple that, Matt, with the fact that we've got this tough stock bond market out there right now. And it's it's a perfect storm. It's a perfect storm, particularly for folks who were, let's say, right around 100% of gold, right? That were prepared enough, but not over-prepared for their retirement. It becomes super difficult. You know, so I, I can share a, an advisor on my team just recently was telling me a story about a client who's been a client for somewhere north of 10 or 12 years uh, who retired about five or six years ago that against our advisor's advice, retired a little early, about 55 years old, and just decided just a couple of months ago to go back to work because they actually saw what was going on in their portfolio. Now, luckily, he was very employable. This was an executive, was able to get a nice consulting job, which was great, and not working full-time, commuting back into you know the city or, or et cetera, or able to work it out on his terms. Um, but ultimately, in order to take an income stream from 55 until maybe 85 or 95, with inflation doing what it's doing, and with the market doing what it's doing, scared him. And he realized that while he was still employable and at an age, right, where in his mind, at least, uh, he was still able to have the energy to go out and work and earn additional revenue, uh, he elected to actually go back to work uh, and stop taking distributions out of his portfolio in hopes that the markets will come back and he'll be able to kind of regrow what has now been lost. I've also heard that people who are retiring end up finding that they can make extra money. So this is this isn't necessarily going back to f- full time, but being able to create enough income where they're the amount that they're taking out of their portfolio isn't that 4% uh, that seems to be pretty consistent across the board that that sort of supplemental income can make a diff- big difference. Can you talk a little bit about that too, please? Yeah, you know, Matt, all of this goes back to, if you go back to one of our first episodes and we, you know, we talked about the the importance of planning. We talked about the three bucket theory, right? Which again is having adequate cash reserves, those kind of midterm buckets for short-term goals and then the long-term growth money. None of that planning really, really matters until it does. Say it again. None of that planning really, really matters until it does. So what we see today is clients who took our advice and said, okay, two years in cash? Really, John? That sounds like way too much. I can get a better rate of return and the stock market's going up. Why would I put two, you know, two years in a really unattractive from a yield perspective asset class? Well, you do that when stocks and bonds are both down double digits and you need a smart place to get money, that's when you need that two years to ride out what could be a two year or longer or shorter, who knows, correction in the marketplace. The name of this podcast, it's 
it's miraculous, miraculous in a good way to laugh about it. Um, but there's a reason that our tagline is planning for the certainty of uncertainty. There's a reason in every client interaction, we remind clients that our job is to help you to plan for the certainty of uncertainty and to always have a smart place to get money. Now, all of a sudden, right, those are words until you've got inflation at 8% plus. You've got markets that are down. You've got an interesting job market and world out there. That's where planning actually pays its dividends and ultimately a place where I believe our clients who follow the process and have really executed on our advice, they're still feeling pain that. It's not that their portfolios didn't go down because they mm-hmm. did, just like everybody else's. Um, but because of the planning that they did, they're able to have a little bit more peace of mind and ultimately it all kind of ties together. And the idea of peace of mind really does help with that whole idea of flexibility, right? You were talking about, you know, the 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 gentleman who went back and, and became a consultant. That seems to be happening more often, whether it's they, they're an artist now and they're trying to sell their art, they're actually teaching classes. There's lots of different things that people can do that doesn't really necessarily feel like work, but can be wonderfully fulfilling both personally, mentally, and spiritually, but also economically to help pad some of that stuff. Now, Let's do you mind if we just spend a little time on that that four percent rule? Because I've been in this industry not as long as you have, but for quite a while. And in that number, uh, it doesn't really seem to move too much. Is what is the rationale behind this four percent rule? Yep, yeah, I'll, I'll hit the four percent rule. Um, Matt, I just want to go back, uh, uh, hit rewind for a nanosecond. Sure, you're absolutely right when you think about people going back to work, whether it be for a part-time or uh, a hobby that becomes something that you can generate a little income from, when you really think about it, when you think about longevity risk and people living longer, there's only really three things you can do, right? You can choose to reduce your expenses, really hard to do with inflation, right? But, But you can, some of your discretionary expenses. You can look to get a better rate of return hard to do in today's environment and comes with additional risk, which isn't for everyone. Or you can ultimately work longer, right? Whether that be to your point, your full-time job that you do today, uh, or whether it be creating additional streams of income. Outside of that, Matt, to make it very, very simple, there's not a lot of choices. Right. Spend less, get a better rate of return, bring in additional income sources, right? Those are what your variables are. And when you start to think about what's going on in the world today, and you start to think about, I call it a different three bucket theory, but there's another three bucket theory that talks about things that you can control, things that you can influence, and things that you can't control. Sure. Well, we cannot control inflation. We cannot control the market. We can influence and control in some circumstances how much money we spend. We can control and influence in those circumstances if we can earn additional income, right? And ultimately, when you plan correctly, you get to stay in control of your own decision-making. And when you don't, sometimes you're forced to make the wrong decisions. And that ties back, Matt, again, going backwards to some of our past episodes. But again, it it just, for me, it really kind of proves, I'm going to say, our thesis 
that the way that we approach planning is what Americans need. So I look at it where the, the, you know, the value of a financial advisor is as strong as it ever has been because of all of the headwinds that are out there in the economy right now and in the world. Um, honestly, three years ago, when the markets were doing great, right? I don't know that clients that did the planning that we suggested, I don't know that it mattered. They didn't need some of the things that we did at that period of time. And not until the storm comes, do you actually figure out, right? Is it a Buffett? Uh, I think it was Warren Buffett who talked about you'd see who's, you know, wearing, uh, wearing any pants, right? So to speak. Yeah. So, you know, my long winded way, right, of kind of summing it all together that the importance of planning for me is really validation that our process, which to me is the important part, is what I really believe our clients need. And to hit the 4% rule, you know, Matt, I think as a rule of thumb, it's still a good place to go, hey, if I've accumulated a half million dollars, I could probably take about $20,000 a year over a 10 year period of time and not drastically reduce uh, my portfolio value. Of course, that's going to reduce it sometimes based on performance and it's gonna go up sometimes during performance. So I don't think the number is too far off and I've done a ton of reading and listened to a ton of people talk about it. I think what it really comes down to is it's really more about what I'll call sequence risk, right? So sequence risk, is if you retired January 1st of 2022, whatever plan you put in place is no longer a accurate financial plan. Inflation isn't what was projected. The rate of return isn't what projected. And because you chose to put your retirement paperwork on in on January 1st, your sequence is terrible. Right? Because all of those bad things happen right when you decided to retire. Now, if you retired on January 1st of 2017, right? And yes, we lived through COVID and all that, but if we just think about what happened with inflation and the markets overall, and then you live through what happened in January of 2022, you had five years of positive outcome so your portfolio would have grown over that period of time likely. You would have been able to take your 4% withdrawal. And then although the market still would have dropped exactly as it did, because you can't control what happened from January 1st of 2022 till today, you would have been ahead of the game a little bit because just your sequence would have been different, right? So spreadsheets and financial planning software cannot take into account your personal situation. Only a human being can, who can actually look at all of the risks, right? That could occur and then put a plan in place to mitigate them. I know that was a lot, but hopefully that helped a bit. No, it, it really did. And I wanna, I wanna talk about, as we wrap up today's show, the uh, two things that we can't control. One of them you already touched on, which was inflation. And I think that people really understand that. But but at piggybacking on the previous podcast, higher expenses in health care costs is another thing that we don't have a lot of control over as people do live longer. Uh, how does that impact the plan and, and what can be done about that? 
Um, not a lot can be done about it because, as you said, it's in that third bucket and we just we just don't control it. But absolutely, healthcare costs as you get older become a larger percentage of your expenses. Right? So ultimately, when you retire at 65, healthcare expenses represent 5% of your total expenses. When you are 82, healthcare expenses might represent 25% of your expenses. As an example, right? Then again, everyone's situation is going to be different. If that expense is going up at a higher inflation rate than the cost of other goods and services like your rent or your, your utilities or whatever it may be, ultimately what the base case for inflation is doesn't really matter, right? If more of the things that you spend your money on are going up in a quicker rate. Right. So that is something that's hurting our older population and folks that are, are in a stage of their life where healthcare is becoming much more a part of their overall makeup of their expenses. All right. What should I have asked you that I didn't about how living longer affects your portfolio? You know, what, what I would share, Matt, and I think it's outside of the scope of today is right. One of the things you could have asked me is, well, what do you do? Right. So, you know, a, a couple of things without going into a lot of detail for sake of time is there are there are products out there today that are structured to ultimately help mitigate market risk. I always like to say to clients, we, we build our clients portfolios to stack the odds in their favor to be successful, not to get the best rate of return possible. Doesn't mean we don't want to get a really good rate of return and be competitive, but it's actually about stacking the odds in your favor to be successful based on your circumstances, based on your expenses, based on your level of liquidity, based on your tax uh, situation and risk tolerance. And I think that's a really important piece. And the last thing I'll say, Matt, is you know, there, there's two pieces to longevity. In my opinion, right? There is liquidity and cash flow. Liquidity and cash flow. Liquid is that which you have access to at a moment's notice that you believe will be there regardless of what's going on in the economy. Think cash, cash equivalents, CDs, really safe investments, um, that there is very, very limited risk. Of course, there's risk in everything eventually, but very limited risk, right? And cash flow is income that is dependable and guaranteed that you can count on. And that could be a pension, could be social security to a level, it could be income from a guaranteed investment product, right, as an example. Um, you have to mirror, not mirror, you have to take a combination of the two, how much liquidity you need, is dictated by how much guaranteed cash flow you have relative to your expenses. And it's, it's, there's not a science to it necessarily, Matt, but there's an art. And it's all about, well, how do you weather that storm? How do you weather what could be ahead? And 90% of the time, what could be ahead, that's a made up statistic, by the way, a large percentage of the time, what could be ahead never happens. Yeah. Right? Never happened. And all the planning you did, it was for nothing. Kind of like the homeowner's insurance policy that you have. 
that you haven't used too often, right? For most of us, some of us have, but we pay that premium every year. And I'm about to jinx myself. I've been in my new home for 17 years yeah. and I paid a premium for 17 years. And my wife's diamond engagement ring is also insured, right? And I have not made a claim yet on my homeowner's insurance policy. Well, why do I have that? Because it's possible that something bad happens. It's possible, it's possible a tree falls on the house or God forbid there's a fire or a flood or, or something worse. It's possible. So I protect against it. Why? Because it's mandatory that I have it. It's not mandatory, Matt, that you have two years of your fixed expenses in a cash reserve that's liquid at a moment's notice. It's not mandatory. Not mandatory at all. No one makes you do it. But man, if you do that level of planning, you're really, really feeling good when you don't need to make bad emotional decisions when there's chaos and uncertainty. And that is the power of planning, being able to look at things objectively, unemotionally, and realize that you have planned for the uncertainty the certainty of uncertainty. See, I was I was so close to getting that perfect, and I went anyway. All right. Well, hey, man, thank you very, very much, John. I really, really appreciate this. Last but not least, everybody, these, these last two podcasts are things that you do need to share, uh, right? Because this is so important for your friends and family to hear these conversations from somebody who's done this a bunch of times. So for John and, and all of us here, uh, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thank you for listening to the Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with Jonathan Cutton, Private Wealth Advisor, 2019 Barron's Hall of Fame Advisor, 2022 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisor. Cutton Wealth Management offers comprehensive financial advice and a broad range of solutions to help you and your loved ones live brilliantly now and in the future. Have questions? Contact us at Cutton Wealth Management at ampf.com or give us a call at 800-455-4595. Don't forget to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. This podcast provides general information, is not intended to provide investment advice, and does not account for individual investor circumstances. Investment decisions should always be made based on an investor's specific circumstances. Neither past performance nor any forecast guarantees future results. Investment products are not insured by the FDIC, NCUA, or any federal agency, are not deposits or obligations of or guaranteed by any financial institution, and involve investment risks, including possible loss of principal and fluctuation in value. Ameriprise Financial does not offer tax or legal advice. Consult your tax advisor or attorney. Ameriprise Financial has not reviewed and does not endorse any other podcast channel or material. Barron's Hall of Fame advisors have been ranked for 10 or more years on one of the following lists. Barron's Top 100 Financial Advisors, Barron's Top 100 Women Financial Advisors, or Barron's Top 100 Independent Financial Advisors. Barron's generates its ranking from a formulaic analysis of surveys answered by candidates regarding assets, revenue, and quality of practice including an advisor's regulatory and compliance record. Barron's is a registered trademark of Dow Jones LP, all rights reserved. This award is not indicative of the advisor's future performance. Neither Ameriprise Financial nor its advisors pay a fee to Barron's in exchange for the ranking. The Forbes Top Women, Best in State Women, and Best in State Wealth Advisor rankings are developed by Shook Research and are created using an algorithm that includes both qualitative 
in-person, virtual, and telephone due diligence meetings, client impact, industry experience, review of best practices and compliance records, and firm nominations, and quantitative, assets under management, and revenue generated for their firm's data. Certain awards include a demographic component to qualify. Investment performance is not a criterion because client objectives and risk tolerances vary, and advisors rarely have audited performance reports. These rankings are based on the opinions of Shook Research LLC, are not indicative of future performance or representative of any one client's experience, and are based on data from the previous calendar year. Forbes Magazine and Shook Research do not receive compensation in exchange for placement on the ranking. For more information, www.shookresearch.com. Shook is a registered trademark of Shook Research, LLC. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial Advisors are individually registered to do business only in certain states. Please refer to an advisor's personal website for additional details. Before you purchase a life insurance policy or annuity contract, be sure to consider the features, benefits, risks, and fees, and whether the product is appropriate for you based on your financial situation and objectives. Variable annuities and variable life insurance are complex investment vehicles that are subject to market risk, including the potential loss of principal invested. Annuities are long-term insurance products. All guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. California Insurance Number 0G22360, Arkansas License Number 2088389.